Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. It's Zach Sang Show. Hi. We have Heather. What's up? We have Dan. Yep. And if you couldn't tell by looking at them. Oh, yeah. Jake Miller's here. Okay. <laughs> you guys look amazing. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. It's comfy, right? Yes. And run. You know, I was actually. I, I was always wondering like, what had hit and run me, and I was listening to the song more, and that's like a yeah. little booty call thing, isn't it? A little bit. Well, yeah. hit and quit it. Put you, a little spin on it. You hit it and you run. <laughs> Pretty much. That makes sense. There we go. Silver Lining is the current album. Yes. Uh, you documented that this is your 28th song in six months that yeah. you've released as an independent artist. Yeah. It's a lot of music. Yeah, I was sitting in the car, and I was just doing the math. Um, it's it's crazy how much fun I, I I mentioned on the last interview with you guys, but being independent just becomes more and more fun for me every day. Um, and I've put out so much music in the last year. Is it fun or is it stressful? Because <laughs> I mean, dude. No, I mean the grind is the grind. It's more of a grind, you know. I mean, um, because you have to be involved in every facet. Yeah, but that's the fun part. It's more just like, you know, when you had like a big team, you can kind of rely on them. But that's what I learned not to do. And so now I'm wearing a lot of hats, you know, now I'm designing the merch, now I'm really hands-on in, you know, the production and the recording, the mixing, everything. But that's what makes it so much fun. And so, like, you know, I'm not at the point where I want to be yet, but the grind is, like, very fun for me. Like, relying on a team, you get so comfortable that you kind of get lost, right? Because then you just assume that somebody else is handling it. Yeah, you kind of just feel like another player amongst, like, a lot of people who are working with you or for you or whatever you want to call it. But right now, I just feel like, you know, I'm the captain now. What <laughs> what don't you do? Instead of what do you do, like, what don't you do right now? In terms of the creative process, I do everything. Um, I obviously have people who help me. So in terms of, like, the, all the pictures, all the single covers and the album Which are artwork, beautiful, by the way. My favorite, like, my favorite thing I've ever seen. Yeah, they look But great. I didn't do those, you know. If I, mm-hmm. if I knew how to work Photoshop, maybe I would do those. But um, they were all my ideas. I took all those pictures of me and my friend Juliana um, in my kitchen. And I found this kid named uh, Julius, 18 years old in Finland. Oh. And he's, um, he's just, like, this wizard with Photoshop. And and I don't know where he gets like the landscape pictures from, if he takes them, if he downloads them. I don't really know. I don't ask. <laughs> I just send him the picture of me and a girl sitting on my floor in my kitchen and say, yo, put me behind the Hollywood sign looking out to the city. I sent him all my songs. I told him the idea that I want for all the songs. He listened to them. He, we caught a vibe together. And um, yeah. How do you find him? I just saw his Instagram and I'm like, I need this kid to do my album cover. He did my album cover. And then I'm like, I need this kid to do a cover for all 14 songs and I hit him up I'm like do you have time like what's your deal like I'll pay you whatever he's like I can't like I'm in the middle of finals week he also doesn't speak very good English so we're on WhatsApp FaceTime like I can't really see him I can't really understand him I'm like dude whatever I gotta do like tell me the price like whatever like I just love your work let's make it happen and so uh, I don't know if he passed his midterms or his finals or not, but I was keeping <laughs> him busy, man. Dude, he got it done. He got it done. And it was cool because like every morning at like 4 a.m., since it's a time difference, that's when I would get like in WhatsApp like the message of each different mm-hmm. cover. Cool. So I was excited to wake up every morning at like 4 in the morning to like a message from him for like a new cover. It was cool. So like the merch, I mean, this yeah. is all you too. You handle, you design it, but you also handle the logistics of getting it done. You- yeah. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I collab with different companies. As I said, uh, the Bomber um, that I just gave you that's uh elwood so i'm wearing elwood right now i just love the way it fits so i went to them i'm like this is the design let's work together you guys you know make it and we'll do splits whatever and um yeah there's this girl named crystal that i found who designed all the merch her story is crazy she got in a car crash a few years ago and so now she's in a wheelchair and she designs all of the merch using her her nose 
What? what? That's cool. Yeah. How I mean, do, not that she's wait, in a wheelchair, that? No, it's but, amazing. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's amazing. She, like, whenever I see her texting, she's, like, holding her phone between her elbows and then, like, texting with her nose. How do you do that with your nose? She's a wizard at it. Yeah. She's really good. That's crazy. How'd you find her? Did she come to you? Um, I think she DM'd me, you know, two years ago, maybe, and she did the whole merch on the last tour. That's cool. What? And, then, and she does it all for free, too. Like, she's super, like, super cool. Like, shout out to Crystal. I love you, Crystal. We, that, we love you, Crystal. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Inspirational for, for sure. Yeah. But that's something you wouldn't be able to do if you were assigned to a major because they have their people. Yeah, they, they have, just handle They have their it. art departments. And yeah. They, and you kind of just got to be like, okay, well, since... Since you guys have your art department, I guess I don't really have much of a say because you guys are the professionals, and I'll just <laughs> I'll get the design mockups in my email, and hopefully I like them. If not, I'll probably get in a fight with you because <laughs> you're gonna have to redo all of it. Yeah, but now it's just like I I knew exactly like I want a red hoodie. I had references. I saw other people's merch. I do my research, and yeah. so I, it's very easy for me to give somebody somebody like an instruction on what I want, and then they bring it to life. Empire is the name of your company? Yeah, so I signed a record deal, I guess you can call it. It's it's really like, they didn't sign Jake Miller, the artist. They signed Silver Lining, the album. Okay. So it's a one-album deal. They pretty much bought my album. Um, and this was two months ago. This was like a week before the album came out. It was super last minute. And so they pretty much bought the rights to the album. We split all the profits of the streams and sales. And in return, they're pretty much funding everything. All the music videos, all the promo, oh, stuff cool. like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then when this album cycle is done, you know, I'll be done with them. How did you find them? Uh, they reached out to me. Um, I worked with them previously on like a, on this one project. I, I think we took can't help myself to my last single yeah. to radio for a little bit but it, it didn't really work out for a couple of different reasons but they were like kind of the driving force behind it but then um i got rid of my label i got rid of my manager and they kind of were like we still love you we want to work with you we want to try it again and so this is like the first time that we're actually doing like a real actual deal with them does that take pressure off of you knowing that like i mean it's yours and like you're wearing so many hats but financially being invested in something yeah. i mean you're, you're always going to be financially invested in your career for sure but like putting out like writing that check for a billboard or writing that check to handle a music video like that's yeah. no it's definitely nice to have somebody else doing that um, yeah. especially as an independent person just <laughs> right. because you know money doesn't grow on trees no um, it's really nice to you know go out and make my money but then i would rather save it and you know save it for my kids or a house one day i don't want to blow it on a billboard so it's nice that you know <laughs> empire was like these are the things we're going to do for you we're going to put your face up on hollywood boulevard on a billboard we'll pay for it we'll do this we'll do that i'm like thank you so much and the best part about <laughs> this you. deal yeah. is that they didn't take one bit of my creative freedom because the album was done when they already signed it they contacted me i'm like yeah we could do a deal this is my album it's already sent done. the whole album to them this is when I want to put it out. This is what I want to call it. This is what I want to do with it. And they're basically just funding all of it. That's cool. They didn't shoot down any of my ideas. They're just running with them. And that's the type of, you know, that's what you want. companies that I need around me. Cool. I mean, Silver Lining, it's it's a solid album, man. Thank it's you. a great body of work. Thank you. Uh, the single off of it, The Girl That's Underneath, right? Do you mm -hmm. think that's the standout? My favorite song on the album is Drinking About You. I think it's a great song, too. Thank you. The Girl That's Underneath was we was the song that I got the most positive feedback from like radio people yeah. or people in the industry because it's the most upbeat and it could live on radio but you know it's nowadays really it's vivid. just yeah it's it's very you know it, I kind of wanted to make like a Bruno Mars type Maroon 5 song yeah. um, but I think the the record that like hits home the most with me and just connects with me and just feels like a like a song is Drinking About You dude it, both are solid records thank you who is the, the girl that's underneath about just about any girl who doesn't want to open up and show their real self. And, um, you know, I've met a lot of people in these last few years living in L.A., and they just 
you know, I'm, I'm an open book. Like what you see is what you get. And I've met so many people who are just like, they think they're so cool. And mm-hmm. even guys too, just like as friends, just like people who you, they just, you know, sunglasses inside, Yeah, sunglasses inside, <laughs> which I've been, I, I've, You've I've done sunglasses it. inside maybe once or twice, but I don't do it. <laughs> I don't do it to look cool. I do it maybe because I'm hungover lights, or something. Lights I don't are bright. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, the song is really just about trying to get to know the real you, the real ha- girl. Have you been in a relationship with somebody who thought they were better than you? I haven't really been in any relationships since, you know, that past one that we talked about. But um, really? I've met a lot of people, you know, and I've definitely met a lot of people that are just like that, who just think they're so cool. And they're always like, you know, in the clubs and connections, L.A., like, oh, I can't stand it. Can't stand it. It is gross. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I don't like we, we talked about last time, like I don't go to parties anymore because I was like the song. Like mm-hmm. I have not gone to a club in like since I saw you. Wow. Yeah. I just moved into a house in Sherman Oaks with my best friends. Suburbia. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love Sherman Oaks, by the way. The Valley is the way to go. Um, but two of us are musicians and then the other two are in um, film and music videos. And so our house is just like a factory. That's cool. Like I'll make my I'll make my song upstairs and then I'll go downstairs to their room and be like, when can we shoot the video? What's the treatment? We'll book flights, go to Hawaii, come back, edit it. It's like our house is just like a factory right now. Is really the house cool. yours? Oh, we rented it. Yeah. Nice. So cool. you got, yeah, you got that ping pong table in there. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have some fun. Yeah. There were some like big things for the house that I wanted to buy just so that I know that like I'll take them with me for the rest of (laughs) my next house. And then one day when I have kids, like I'll have that in my house. The ping pong table is one of them? Well, it's the pool table, but you can put a a thing on top to make it a ping pong table. We only play ping pong though. Like never pool. (laughs) Pool. Who does pool? Ping pong. I love pool. Ping pong is something I've discovered I'm really good at. So if any of you guys want to come over and get your ass kicked, just let me know. We'll do. And then we'll take that off. We'll play pool will. and I'll kick your ass. Okay, so maybe we'll <laughs> take you up on that offer. Let's do it. I feel like you think you'd beat him in ping pong. I'm pretty good. Let's We're, do it. Let's not discuss it. We'll just have to do it one day. Are you guys in the valley? You guys live in the valley? No. No. We're on this side. Okay. We're west side people. West side? Yeah. yeah. It's just the, We can make the trip, though. Uh, <laughs> they'll make the trip. <laughs> wow. I love the valley. It's wow. so much fun. <laughs> Kidding, it's cry. so like, open. Gave- it reminds me of like, my hometown like where I grew up. So You could park. It's nice. Yeah, there's no traffic. Yeah, right. I've been in Hollywood for three years, so being out there is super nice. What's the diff- biggest difference between 2 a.m. in L.A. and Silver Lining? Um, Silver Lining is more hopeful. Um, 2 a.m. in L.A., I was really in my feelings, and I was just writing about, you know, how it, how it is to be home alone and not going to parties and be single and just I was kind of feeling bad for myself. Now I'm just like super happy. Um, the whole point of the album is silver lining. There's a silver lining around anything. Um, every bad situation comes with a good situation. It sounds cliche, but if you look at the album cover, it's me standing on top of a mountain and you see a bunch of people floating away holding balloons, and they're all symbolic for like my past manager, my past relationships, you know, my label, just people or relationships or bad energy that I'm just letting go and I'm standing at the top of the mountain by myself signifying me being independent and I'm you know peacefully letting all this all these bad energies and bad past relationships go and looking at the silver lining and you know I I thought it was cool but drinking about you is you thinking about all those people and it driving you to drink yeah I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say like I'm an alcoholic or anything. No, no, I'm not no. drinking anymore than normal, to, to be over, honest. It's just, yeah. uh, I thought it was a cool spin on thinking about you. I obviously. like it. It was originally thinking about you, and then I'm like, we need to make it drinking about you. Now that this body of work is out, do we still think about all those people? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's not like the label and uh, the managers that I think about. It's just past relationships. You know, it's, it's normal. Um, but I did get, I wouldn't say a new manager. I just got rid of my old manager. I'm kind of managing myself now. 
Um, and then all those, yeah, all those other things that we don't even need to talk about anymore, like the label. I feel like we beat that <laughs> Dude, bat, and bye. I'm very happy to be independent. Look at you. Yeah. Look at, but like you're independent in all aspects of life. I love it. Yes. I love the sax on. Is that a sax on the girl that's underneath? Yeah, at the very end. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I put one on uh, Love Again, or no, Starting Over, and the girl that's underneath. And there's actually going to be a part in my tour. There's like a, like jam breaks in between every few songs, and I'm gonna be ripping the saxophone. Well, nice. you're gonna not be... an actual saxophone though. Uh, <laughs> the keyboard, it's like saxophone. on the keyboard. Okay. Yeah, it's the MIDI, but <laughs> I do I do play it, and uh, it sounds like a saxophone. Obviously, it's gonna be cool. I love a, I love a good sax. Who <sighs> doesn't? 1975. Mm. That's that's why that's why uh, saxophone is it really inspired me. Like, uh, have you ever heard the song? Um, uh, believe, believe me if uh, if I believe you by 1975. No. Mm. I'll write it down now. <laughs> There's a sax break at the end. And it's just like the nicest minute of your life to listen to that. Are you doing every one of these records on your own? No, there's some other people. There's some songs that I did completely on my own. Um, I had my merch guy. His name is Gary. Cool. On my last tour, I met him on the tour pretty much. And then after the tour, he's like, I'm just going to move back to L.A. Like, I'm just because he was in Jersey. He's like, I'm just going to move back to L.A. If it's cool with you, I'll sleep on your couch. And so he slept on my couch for like six months. And um, I didn't even really know that he was an artist himself when we were on tour. And he was, I thought he was just, I thought he was just like a merch guy, like an <laughs> aspiring merch guy. I don't know. Aspiring <laughs> <laughs> merch <up>. guy. <laughs> but no, I got off, we got off tour and he started helping me with all these records. And most of the songs are just me and him. But then I have a few other people who came in and helped as well. So, but you're running your A&R technically. So you're controlling. You said I'm doing what? You're running your A&R. You're controlling yeah. who comes in and who comes out. Yeah. I mean, the studio is my bedroom. So it's like, <laughs> if I like you enough to come over and vibe with me in my bedroom and you know, write something. There, there was probably five or six writers throughout the whole album process. Got it. And what is it like when you, are they all new writers to this album or have you worked with all of them before? Some of them are new. There's this one guy named JT Roach who wrote a lot of songs with me cool. um, on the past, in the past projects, but he helped me write a, a majority of this album as well. Who helped you write Drinking About You? That was um, JT. Cool. Yeah. Who came up with the name? It was thinking about you. I I FaceTimed him. I'm like, we need to change this to drinking about you. <laughs> Dude, drinking about you. Is and then he's better. like, oh, but 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 BB Rexa has a song drinking about you. I'm like, so, no, it's it's been enough time. People cares. people forget. It's oh, cool. is it this? I didn't know there was a song, another song. Damn it! I should have said anything. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say drinking about. Are a lot of these songs written about that same girl, the relationship you had? Everyone always asks me, like, when they listen to my album, like is that about this person is that like, it's like i have all these feelings and emotions but it's like i don't when i'm writing i don't think about a specific person believe it or not even though i am out of like a long relationship it's like you would think that most of these songs are about a specific person but it's really just about a feeling it's just about a general feeling so you know if i'm missing somebody it's like i just want people to relate to my music you know i don't want every song to be so literal if i'm if i have a song called drinking about you it's not like i'm sitting there getting drunk and i can't <laughs> stop thinking about this girl it's just maybe one night you know i'm i'm at a party and i'm drinking and it's like i don't want to be there at all but i'm just kind of drinking because all i could think about is i don't know it, it doesn't well, I've, I've learned to write songs that are not so specific and literal to what i'm going through at yeah. the moment well it seems well i was just asking because it seems like a lot of them like if you listen through it, it seems like they could all be specific to one person. Yeah, they're really just like feelings. Like I can, I can envision the day where like I have this epiphany and like I hit somebody up or like I just realize that I'm like really in love with this person and I need to marry her right now. Like I can imagine that feeling and everybody mm -hmm. can. 
And so I write a song about it, you know? It's not like I'm going through that right now, but I, I can imagine it. that feeling. Yeah. And so, like, that's where I wrote the song, like, uh, Love Again. Okay. Or, like, it must be really nice to take a long break with someone and then kind of get to the point where you're, like, getting back together. And that's where I wrote Starting Over. I'm not at that point right now, but, like, I put myself in that situation mm-hmm. because it makes me happy to, like, think about, you know, those feelings. And, I get it. And people are going through those things in life, even if I'm not, so... You put yourself into those situations. Yeah. Or some of my friends are telling me stories and I'm kind of putting myself in their brain and so music is good. all just about making people you know connect to it what's been your biggest change like what have you learned when it comes to making music between 2am in LA and Silver Lining um what have I learned I mean just in terms of the production I'm learning more and more every day uh. um since the last time I was here with you I've turn into like Beethoven on the piano just because <laughs> I spend so much time on the piano every morning I wake up go straight to my piano which I just bought like an actual piano for the first time to put in my room like, so. like, a, like, a, like a grand piano it's like piano? a mini grand piano yeah. wow but it also has it's like electronic so it has like a million sounds in it cool and you can hook it up to the laptop so like it's really cool Whoa. but I'm just obsessed with it like I don't play guitar barely at all anymore just piano. because I'm so obsessed with piano so that's probably the one thing that's changed for me the most recently just I'm obsessed with chords and jazz piano and I'm listening to old records I'm listening to the Commodores and Bruce Springsteen and um, stuff like that when did you start learning piano when did you pick it up probably like right when I was here last like, whoa yeah. so like you're really like I didn't play any piano on 2am in LA I hadn't really known like, like a few chords like I would have to like google like three chords and then I would just lay them down but like now I I still don't know what the chords are called but I know <laughs> I know what sounds good. Yeah. So you're and I know teaching what yourself, things. literally. Yeah, yeah. Like and it's watch, so much fun. Do you watch YouTube videos, or are you just like All using your ear? Okay, got no, it. No, like I'll I'll YouTube like jazz piano, and like I'll just watch a tutorial and watch it a million times and just learn certain songs. Mulholland Drive. Yeah, you love your LA songs. I do, you but you fi- don't like LA. I do love it's LA. Aggressive. I feel like I always get that question <laughs> from you. There are times, yeah, well, especially now, because now I feel like I'm not really in like LA. I feel like I'm in. I'm in Sherman Oaks. I'm in the Valley. So I don't get that energy, that crazy, like, <laughs> L.A. energy yep. anymore, you which don't is get a good the, thing. the Hollywood vibe. No, I don't. Yeah. I'm 45, 30 minutes out. Um, yeah. I'm going on tour soon, so I get a little break of California, but... Are you excited for tour? I'm so excited. You, I mean, you tour a lot. Yeah, I feel like, I, again, like, I, I feel like I just saw you yeah. in the studio when the last album hit, but really, this is going to be your second tour in about a year. Yeah. It's a lot. No, I mean, as an artist, I don't know if most artists feel this way, but if it was up to me, I would tour like four times a year. I would like tour for two months, go home for a month, and then tour for two months, and then just keep doing it. Like, I love the road. I love connecting with my fans. Um, it might just be in my head, but like, I feel like I'm at like, I'm at my best as a person and in my career and just in general when I'm on tour. And I think it's just because I'm I'm in person with the fans. Yeah. And like, there's nothing more important to an artist than that you know, seeing them sing these words th- to a song that you just put out a month ago and seeing their tattoos of your lyrics and um, hearing their stories by the bus of how my music has helped them. Like, that's what drives me. Staying home in Sherman Oaks and just going to the gym and making music in my room, like, that's so much fun. But when I really have the personal experience with the fans, there's nothing better than that. Changes everything. I remember seeing your first show in New York City all these years ago. Yeah, I remember and- doing that interview. Dude, the, the reaction that the fans gave, I mean, the energy is, yeah. it's infectious, man. Yeah, it's, thank you. It really hits you like a ton of bricks. It's yeah. its cool. Yeah, my, my fans go hard. Do thank you me. see the fan base growing? 
Uh, that's an interesting question. I see it changing. Okay. Um, I see the age definitely changing. Obviously, as an artist, I want my fan base to always grow. Um, in terms of like numbers and stuff, I don't really see it spiking. To be honest, I just kind of see it, you know, chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be a time for that. I think. I think when a song starts to pop off or a project starts to really pop off, maybe it might be this one. Maybe I need to give it some time. Um, it just came out, but you know. In the meantime, I'm I'm still doing my thing. I don't really let it discourage me when I put out an album or a single and, you know, something crazy doesn't happen overnight. Obviously, I wish it would. But, you know, some people like Macklemore were grinding for 10 years before anything really popped off. And, you know, this is the fun part. I feel like it, it, it can get discouraging at, at times, but it's like I have the best job in the world. You know, a lot of my friends don't love their jobs and they went the normal route and mm-hmm. I'm making a good amount of money i'm doing what i love i'm touching people's lives like i can't complain yeah you know? big or yeah. small i can't complain at all yeah. how do you measure success i remember that question from last time <laughs> i'm gonna say the same answer it's just as long as i'm happy and as long as uh i'm creating a positive impact on my fans and you know if i'm making songs that really help people i think that's that's success i made a song on this last album called be all right and um, I think it's helping a lot of people. I get a lot of a lot of positive messages about that song. But you've been doing that for a while. What yeah. was the what was the, the the one of the first records you released? Like ever? Yeah, not, not talking about a million lives. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, great yeah. song. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the that's the song that kind of really started everything for me. Yeah. Um, I was just that was a song basically modeling. I took all like the fan mail and fan stories that I was getting at the time, and I turned each verse into like a story that a fan had told me about how my music had helped them and. That just, I don't know, that just exploded. And um, all my fans still to this day love hearing it, and I still play it at the shows. You have to play it at the shows. Yeah, I have to. It's hard because I'm in the process right now of making the set list for this new tour. And as an artist, I want to play all my new songs, but I I can understand as a concert goer that like when you go to see someone like John Mayer, if he's playing all the stuff on his new record and not all of his old stuff, like Stop This Train and, Mm -hmm. you know... Dreaming with a broken heart, I get a little pissed. So it's like I have to balance what I want to play and what the fans want to hear. It's a healthy mixture. Yeah. But it's also. You got to make the fans happy. It's a good problem to have to have all those records under your belt. Yeah, it is. Do you see yourself making music forever until a song pops or hits the mainstream? There's like for sure no plan. There's nothing in my head that's like, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to put out two more albums. I'm going to. And then if it doesn't, like, there's no if it doesn't work for me. You're it's gonna, gonna work I promise you like it has to and it. just because I know I'm a good person and my dad has <laughs> taught me that good things happen to good people good things are happening to me all the time like I feel like super super blessed Yeah. but like I know that if I keep working and I stay positive like I know I'm gonna be like at arena level soon or amphitheater soon or like it's just it's bound to happen just because I'm only getting better and um, you know ups and downs that's what life is about you know but that's it and you you also started really young and you're yeah. not near old at all you know no not at all How, 25? 25 yeah like you know what I started I mean? this like 5-6 years ago you're I'm, I plan to do this till at least 50 nice. <laughs> do you think though the uh, old stuff now that's it, like the old Jake Miller rapping Jake Miller has hurt you at all today because people see you as that still in a way um, I, I think the only way that it's hurt me is that a lot of my fans that I gained early on still miss that Jake Miller mm-hmm. but you know as an artist I'm always changing no artist wants to sound the same way that they did five years ago when they first starting out um, yeah the label did originally tell me to stop rapping and I thought that that was super whack of them and I thought I was selling out and it really made me upset for a while but after experimenting with singing and not rapping that's what I love mm-hmm. and obviously you could tell because I'm independent nobody's telling me what to do and I'm still 
singing yeah. and rapping. You know, if I was if I was passionate about yodeling, I'm gonna <laughs> yodel on the next record. Like whatever I feel like that's what I'm. But I do awesome. see like especially on YouTube because that was like my first social media platform. I didn't you know I was like the last one on Instagram and Snapchat. I was uploading all these videos to YouTube. Yeah. So like my core fan base, core core fan base is like the, the people who comment on my YouTube and so many people are like, I miss the whole Jake Miller, like rap, rap, rap. And it's, it's really hard just because of course I want to, you know, gain those fans back if I lost them. But at the same time, it's like, listen, I'm just, I'm just a human making music that I want to make. Like I can't make everyone happy. You don't want to get stuck in that like corny college rap thing your whole no, life. That's, that's exactly why I stopped. Like I, I think rap is cool if you're doing it right. I think when I rap, I sound corny. <laughs> you know, my fans might disagree with me they might have uh, they might be biased because that's how they've discovered me and so they don't want to hear me any other way but I think when I rap I sound corny I don't like it so I don't do it as much did you Fair experiment enough. with it all at all on this album yeah I mean I, rap, I rapped like one verse on this song called permanent the diehard fans loved it and I didn't know how I felt about it and then when they when they when I got a positive reaction from them I'm like all right cool I'm glad I did it but it was really just for the fans when I rap it's for the fans it's not for me what fulfills you musically yeah just singing i mean it's it's more it's not it's not about rapping or singing what really fulfills me is the lyrics i mean as a john mayer fan like he taught me how important lyrics are like i can listen to a john mayer song and cry like in the car by myself and like, and like feel so good about it <laughs> i want people to, to do that to my songs i want them to just really feel something and like cry <laughs> like, like in a good way. Just cry. <laughs> just want like, you to just, cry. Like when you cry, listen to a song. You know it's a good song. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I agree. Getting any emotion out of somebody is a big Absolutely. deal. What song could we listen to to learn the most about you? Be all right, probably. Got it. Yeah, and and the headlights interlude that comes right before that too. Is that your dad's voicemail? Yeah. Why'd you want to put that on there? Um, honestly, I thought that that was like the coolest voicemail like he's he's always like that he's always like just texting and calling me and my sister and always just like he's always been the kind of like really inspirational person and i don't know if he googles these quotes or, <laughs> or what or if he comes up with them or if he's just a genius but i he left me this voicemail when i was on stage um i don't exactly remember what i was going through um it was something with my old manager and he he left me that voicemail and i was just like so like thrown back by it like so emotional um, I called him immediately. I'm like, is it okay if I like turn that into a song or something? He's like, what do you mean? Like, like he didn't understand what, I, and I didn't really even know, but like I needed the world to hear like what my dad just told me because it helped me so much. And he pretty much just said that the song is called Headlights. I almost even named the album Headlights. Um, and it's all about just like, imagine yourself driving from one side of the country to the other and you can't see what's in front of you. Sometimes it's pitch black, but you have headlights and it only shines 50 feet in front of you and you can't see anything else but that 50 feet in front of you but you concentrate on that 50 feet and you get through it and then you concentrate on the next 50 feet and at some point you end up at the other side of the country even though you couldn't see the destination at the beginning and so it's pretty much it pretty much just taught me like take it one day at a time yeah you don't need to see the final goal you know things you, you know you don't you don't need to you don't need to know that everything is going to work out you just need to to trust that you know if you believe in yourself and take it one day at a time one foot after the other like you'll get there and i needed everybody to hear that voicemail so and it goes perfectly into be all right because that's the whole point of the song is everything will be all right you just gotta you know just believe in yourself and surround yourself i, I have a lyric in be all right that says uh, i got a couple friends in my family that's all i need that's cool that's that's, that's nice. all i got mm -hmm. i got you my are really my fans my friends and my family dude you're close to your family yeah you and your sister like 
Yeah, she was just visiting. Best yeah. friends. She goes to Michigan, and um, Michigan just happened to be playing at Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. When she was here, so yeah. I took her. What, oh, that's what, nice. what timing? Yeah, crazy. By the way, the most important part of that is like having the ability to believe in yourself, which yeah. you know not everybody can necessarily do right off the bat. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you just have to have a few people in your life, really good friends. Um, some people aren't blessed enough to have a supportive family like I am or supportive friends, but as long as you got like one person in your life who's just always like driving you and lighting your fire and just believing in you. Because sometimes when you're completely by yourself, like which I've never been the only person who's believed in me, I could imagine how that would get really discouraging. So, you know, find one or two friends. Anybody could find one or two friends and just light each other's fires and just inspire each other. And I agree with that. But you also got to believe in yourself for anybody else to believe in you. For sure. Absolutely. Have uh, you had the chance to talk to John Mayer yet? So he shouted me out on Instagram Live. So I feel like, okay, this <laughs> is funny, actually. You're on your way. So he shouted me out on Instagram Live because I don't even know why I'd do it. I kind of just, sometimes when he's on Instagram Live, I'll tweet saying like, hey, guys, John Mayer's on Instagram Live. <laughs> Flood his comments. <laughs> and he finally one day saw like 100, hey, Jake Miller's in here. Say hi, Jake Miller. Collab with Jake Miller in a row. And he's like, Jake Miller, I'm not familiar with your work, but I see your name. Um and because you, you got the blue check or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, he acknowledged me. But now when I join sometimes, like I don't do it anymore, but like I would do that for a little bit. I would be like, oh, tell, tell, hey, hey guys, tell him to split screen with me. And I think he's seen my name so many times on his Instagram that he doesn't like me. <laughs> and so I stopped doing that because he's my favorite artist. Like I can't, if I ever meet him, like he'll know. He'll be like, oh, Jake Miller. Oh, this like, kid. The guy who has his fans flood my Instagram live every time. So I'm like, I don't want to be that guy anymore. Are there people that you're actively trying to collaborate with? No. No? You don't want to? Yeah, there are people that are like, you know, it, it, it's all about timing. Yeah. Obviously, I would love a Selena Gomez feature, but it's like, is it realistic right now? Like, I, I'm all about, you know, earning it. I want, I don't want to have anybody doing anything for me as a favor. I don't want anybody to have me on their tour as me opening for them as a favor. I want them to be like, oh, Jake's killing it. I want to have him. Yeah. Or, oh, of course I want to get on the Jake record. Like, his beats are so sick. Like, his songs are really cool. I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm asking for favors from anybody. So it's all about timing. But how how do you gauge that without asking, right? Because not all the time people. It's not all the time that people just call you up and be like, "Yo, fire! I got to get with you." You know? No. Yeah. I mean, it's more just when I feel like in my heart I've reached a, a point in my career where I could tell that there's like more traction than ever, and you know, getting Twitter shoutouts from people and. You know, I'm meeting people and they're really interested. Oh, I've heard of your work. I've heard I heard your song. Like, it's not enough to just, you know, of course I know Camila Cabello because I've toured with her. And it's, yeah. but it's like, there needs to be a point where it's inevitable. And that's that's kind of when I'm waiting for you know my opportunity to hit people up and be like, hey, let's let's work. I'm a fan of you. Hopefully, you're a fan of me. You see my recent crazy success. Let's do it. So <laughs> it's all about that. timing. Flooded your Instagram live with all my fans. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> Are you still friends yeah. with Shawn Mendes? Yeah, I was just texting him the other day. I told him, um, I told him, "Lost in Japan" is my favorite song. Mm-hmm. It is. Said, yeah. Good so, records. So man. when you send your music to him, because you know he sends his to John Mayer, yeah. so that's like a little connection I'm there. I'm so jealous of him. <laughs> I know he's friends with with John. It's so crazy. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't send my music to to people like John. I don't send my music to really anybody like that. I just hope that maybe they see my Instagram, they notice that I just put out an album and check it out because they're my friend. How'd you meet Sean? I meet Sean. 
Um, a long time ago? Yeah, like three years ago. It was it was like right when he was kind of like in the middle of like where he is now in Divine stage. I think Got we it. had a like a radio show together, but he invited me on his bus and um, he gave me this um, this thing that stuck with me forever. He uses like Manuka honey, which is like this really expensive, amazing honey that he puts in his tea and Only he made me best. a cup <laughs> and ever since then i have it in my green room every show wow manuka honey manuka honey wow let's google that and see An how expensive much that costs. Honey. Manuka so, honey. canadian sounds canadian to me <laughs> manuka <laughs> manuka so is it is it though like inspiring to see sean Griff go from vine to selling like one hundred twenty thousand tickets oh yeah and you're like well this could be me yeah of absolutely i'm, in, I'm, in, I'm inspired by a lot of artists you know and it doesn't even have to necessarily be like their success in terms of like selling or how many tickets they're selling like i'm i'm mostly inspired by artists when i hear their music Mm -hmm. you know i could care less if you're selling a thousand tickets or a hundred thousand tickets or if your song went platinum or didn't didn't sell at all like if if you made an amazing song it's like i respect you i want to get in with you i want to know all your secrets who produced that how how do i get in with them you know I i don't care if it did well because some things slip through the cracks some sometimes people don't recognize greatness and you know Amen. So when you listen to a record for the first time, what are you listening for? What hits your ears first? Nowadays, it's really hard to listen to a song and not hear the beat because just my production ear is just going crazy these days. Um, Bass lines are like something that I never even heard before. But now Lost in in Japan has like an amazing bass line. And you can just tell it's like this really cool live bass. I feel like most people don't even really know what the bass is. Like if you're not in in the music industry, like... I don't think you under you but appreciate a bass. You just gloss over it. Yeah. When in it's reality, like, yeah, it's and the like in the, the concerts, song. like when you feel that rumble in your chest, that's the bass. Like mm-hmm. that's that's really like the vibe. That it's very important. But um, Bruno Mars, um, Justin Timberlake, that Lost in Japan song, they all have really cool bass lines. So I listen for that a lot. The most important thing for me that's always been the most important and will always be is the lyrics. I didn't know you were a bag boy at Publix. Yeah, it was my first job. Nice. Cool. Yeah, right when I turned 13 or maybe 14, that was when they uh, allowed you to work. And I was obsessed with making my own money from very young. So before I even got into music, I had four jobs. You hustled. Yeah. I was a bag boy too at 14. Yeah. It was the third job I had because I worked illegally up before then. Nice. Um, (laughs) What were you selling? uh, well, I was, I had a, <laughs> no drugs, but I did a, I had a party DJ company and then I would, was working for $10 a day at the deli. They were totally scamming $10 me. $10 a day? Yeah, it was terrible. Oof. Dude, I did everything and I was there for like eight hours. Oh That's my gosh. That's that just enough to like Uber law. home from the job. Yeah, right. Uber home. I was riding my bike. I'm saying nowadays, if you yeah. got paid ten dollars a day, that's just enough to get yourself home. Depends yeah. on where you work. Yeah, that's crazy. And then I have to walk back. Only one way Uber. It's a mess. Yeah. What are you thinking? I just want to know how the next album is coming because we know you're already working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? I've started on some beats for sure. I already contacted the guy who's making my next album cover. Crazy. So it's mm-hmm. a different guy. It's a different guy. Not the Finland um, guy. I I think he's somewhere. He's definitely not in America, mm-hmm. but his stuff is insane as well. And so, you know, I just line my ducks up and then when it's right, I say, okay, it's time. So do you just create a ton of beats and then figure out lyrics and story to those beats? No, most of the time I'll I'll make a beat and then I'll write a song to it and it'll either, I'll know right away whether I want to finish it, if it's worth finishing or if I want to kind of just trash it and then I'll move on to the next one. It's not like, normally I don't make like 10 beats and then sit there and write 10 songs to them. Got it. Does the beat lead the way or does... The beat leads the way for sure. Okay. Got it. Most of the time. 99% 99% of the time. 
Cool. Yeah. Silver Lining. That is the name of Jake Miller's brand new album. Yes. Stream it, listen to it, enjoy it. Uh, do you think there's going to be a single off the album? I love drinking about you. Um, we're coming out with a music video very soon. We just went to Hawaii to shoot it. Nice. It's my favorite video ever. It's, it might be one of my favorite songs I've ever put out. By the way, you uh, tweeted something like in 2014 or 2015. I just want to take all my friends to Hawaii. Yeah. And then you literally took all your friends I did it. to Hawaii. Thanks, Empire. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, they gave us a budget for a music video, and I said, we're going to Hawaii. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to do it. You look good next to that donkey. Thank you so much. With no shirt on. Yeah, thank you. A very small bathing suit. <laughs> it's actually my only bathing suit. My fans always give me crap because like for the last three years, I've only had one baby blue bathing suit and it's in every like pool or beach picture. <laughs> we'll get you another bathing suit. I need to get a suit. new bathing suit, yeah. We'll send you a Speedo. Please do. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Silver Lining, that is the album. Any final thoughts from anybody? No, I think we covered a lot. You look great. You're the best looking one here. Today. Thank you. I, I wonder why you're saying that. It's not the hoodie. <laughs> Definitely not the hoodie. Wow. What chemistry. Jake Miller, everybody. Right. Yes. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.